0: So welcome back once again to the Coffee and Heroes podcast, again with uh, myself, Alan, the owner and operator of Coffee and Heroes in Smithfield, Belfast. Joined once again by... James. Once again for another movie review, the superhero movies are coming thick and fast. Uh, after our Infinity War review, a couple of weeks later we now have the release of Deadpool 2.
1: Yay!
0: Now, with Deadpool 2, first of all, spoilers all over the place. Uh, it's kind of hard to talk about this movie without spoiling some of the more interesting elements of it, um, I wouldn't necessarily say best elements, um, but it's just especially with what happens in the first 10 minutes, it basically sets up the rest of the story and the journey that Wade Wilson goes on, so once again, massive spoilers, so if you haven't seen it, please do not listen to this, or at least don't come into the store and try to burn it down for giving stuff away. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Deadpool 2, uh, sequel to 2016's Deadpool, big breakout hit proved that the Merc with the Mouth could work after the horrible attempt to utilise him in X-Men Origins Wolverine where they covered his mouth I try not to remember that yeah well I mean it was always strange <laughs> to me that Deadpool's sort of main characteristic is his attitude and the one-liners he spouts and then you stitch his mouth up yeah then... very strange decision I, yeah I I don't think I've even watched that movie again since it was in the cinema Um, I think I've ever watched it once more I
1: think maybe on like can't remember. Yeah, somewhere probably, but yeah, it was
0: just. I remember yeah. a really cool part where Wolverine jumps to the helicopter, and that's about all I remember from that movie.
1: I know I remember the majority of I'm the kind of, the big end fight scene on top of like the power plant. I find that pretty cool. Mm. But I mean, yeah, it's for the rest of it, it's like. Yeah.
0: Kind of for I think even Hugh Jackman likes to forget that one exists. <laughs> uh, so for years, I mean, Ryan Reynolds. You know, he, he gets a lot of crap for obviously Green Lantern as well. You know, yep. he seems they've had bad luck with superhero movies, but he was always banging the drum for Deadpool. He loved the character, he wanted to do it right. Uh, he got Fox to agree to it. They had a pretty small budget by superhero movie standards, certainly. Uh, and it sort of flew in under the radar. With Deadpool, I first saw it in England. I was living over there at the time. Uh, funny story for this, which. Is always worth a chuckle. Uh, I went to see it with my other half's parents because her dad was convinced it was a remake of the Clint Eastwood movie, The Deadpool. <laughs> so you can imagine during the the uh, celebration of all the different holidays, especially International Women's Day, me sitting there squirming in my seat as I step beside my future in-laws. So, but Deadpool, I mean, I loved it. The first movie came out of nowhere. It didn't take itself seriously. Very funny. You know, Ren Reynolds, in a sense, is just playing himself, but his personality suits pulled down to the ground. You know, had a good support and cast with Monica Baccarin in there as Vanessa. And it, what what I liked about it as well was it wasn't like end-of-the-world stuff. It was just, you know, there was this...
1: Lighthearted, almost.
0: I mean, I don't want to say lighthearted because there was a lot of people being tortured the whole way through. It, <laughs> you know, but the, the villain was just trying to create, like, soldiers and stuff. Like It wasn't a plan to take over the world, it was you know sort of a smaller story and I think that suits Deadpool you know Deadpool if he was in Infinity War for example would stick out like a sore thumb oh yeah you know it just wouldn't he would never appreciate the gravity of a situation he would just make a joke and then that would just ruin all the levity he would built up in the movie yep. Uh so <clears throat> Deadpool 2 comes along just came out there about a week and a half ago I was really surprised to see it released on a Tuesday, especially, but I know that Belfast is probably one of their least profitable places in the world, but obviously everybody knows on Tuesday it's Crazy Tuesday in the movie houses, so I, I just found it weird that they released it on a day where everybody could see it for yeah. cheap.
1: And the Omniplex, Cheap
0: Tuesdays as well. I just will throw a little shout out there for the uh, Donald Omniplex, yeah. uh, you'll see this fine gentleman there if you decide to go. Uh, so, but yeah, on a Tuesday, it's just very strange. But I, you find with most films nowadays, are doing that. Though. I thought it was Wednesdays. Like I, I know, as I know, the whole idea of it is that they want to release it the same day they release it in the States, yeah. they cut down on torrents and you know, people streaming it and stuff. Yeah, I always thought it was Wednesday. And then a customer said to me last week, It's on, it's out tonight. Are you going to see it? And I was like, What's out? Yeah, it's like- oh, Deadpool All right, yeah, nice one. <laughs> Yeah,
1: no, it's Islander Tuesday, but I'm trying to remember the last big one that came out on Tuesday. Infinity War? I mean, it
0: was a Wednesday I, into a Thursday. Yeah, you
1: know? so yeah, and Jurassic World, will be coming out Wednesday as well.
0: I was just glad there wasn't that cringy Jurassic World trailer before this one. Oh, thank God for that.
1: Oh, what's wrong with the trailer? Have
0: you not? No, the trailer in general is good, but have you seen the uh, the lead-in where... Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard are standing on the screen oh, saying like, yeah. Wait till you see our movie and she pretends to roar like a T-Rex, it's horrible.
1: Yeah, it's like yeah, welcome to the set. And you're like, ah.
0: It's almost as cringy as some of the humour in Deadpool 2, but we'll get to that. Uh, just to throw that out <laughs> there. Just, just <laughs> um, a lot of people who are gonna listen to these podcasts are gonna think I'm such a negative guy. Um, <laughs> but I with Deadpool 2, I'd be looking forward to it. I thought it would be the perfect palate cleanser to all the seriousness of Infinity War. I loved the first one. To me, it was a case of, if you loved the first one, you were going to enjoy the second one because they found a tone, they established a tone and it was just a case of, you know, let's do another story. And so we got to see Deadpool 2 last night, as I say, you'd seen it a couple of days ago. Uh, Just very briefly, again, spoilers, I can't say it enough. In the first 10 minutes, you know, there's a lot of action scenes as Deadpool seems to be, you know, touring the world, taking people out in China, Japan, all sorts. And then he comes back home and someone that he didn't manage to kill who got into a panic room uh, sends some goons around to his apartment where he lives with his other half, Vanessa. So before they arrive, uh, Wade and Vanessa are talking about starting a family. So straight away, you know, one of them's going to die because <laughs> that's what happens in these movies. As soon as they start talking about happiness and the future, one of them's going. I've watched Walking Dead enough at this point so i
1: stopped watching it for that reason
0: (laughs) i've put so much in the walking dead i have to continue watching it now (laughs) season finale was brilliant. uh but they do that every year the first episode's great the last episode's great and everything in the middle just feels like filler yep um but yeah so these guys break in and you know wade's able to stop them all except for one who gets a bullet off just in time which you know wounds and then ultimately kills uh vanessa uh so we had retreats back into himself but you know colossus has turned up trying to get him back on the back on the horse so to speak trying to get him to join the x-men all this kind of stuff and then it goes from there uh there's a kid comes into fire fist yeah i hope i got that right keith um <laughs> who comes into it who seems to be in awe of deadpool just wants to be his friend you know he comes into it at first because he's attacking a small village and wade comes in in one of the funnier moments of the movie, I will admit, and like this little skimpy sort of X-Men top. <laughs> and Wade's able to talk the kid down, but as he's as the kid's sort of being locked up and ready to take him away, the kid fills his head with all these stories about how he's being molested and abused. And for all of you know, Deadpool's faults and humour and stuff, he is a he is ultimately a good guy yeah. at his heart, you know. He he wants to stop this from happening. So he actually kills one of the guards and then is about to try and kill the warden and he gets arrested and thrown in jail himself from there it goes on Cable comes into it you know <clears throat> time travelling Bounty Hunter uh, played by Josh Brolin which of course they have to call him Thanos at least once in the movie and another piece of <laughs> lazy writing um, which is ironic because there is one point where Wade turns to the camera and says that's just lazy writing and that was the key thing that struck me the whole way through this movie uh, <laughs> Keep so negative on this you really um, didn't like this <laughs> it just it just majorly disappointed me and I went in so high full focus Well, anyway we'll get to that look I'll step back at this point and we'll jump in what did you think
1: I absolutely loved it you know I thought the humour was just twice as good as the first one I wouldn't say the overall film was better than the first I feel it was just as good as um, but I, I still liked it because of that you know like the humour the just the story as well everything about it was just so Deadpool which mm-hmm. you eventually can now coin as a term basically you know like I, we said in our the very first podcast we did together like the upcoming superhero, superhero films that you know, if you give Ryan Reynolds Keys of the Kingdom he will literally make you the money and he has
0: done I feel oh, yeah, like it's 100% got off to a great start finance wise although interestingly it came in slightly under in America Ooh. it came in something like 4 million less and it's over the weekend than the first movie made oh. but internationally it made like double what the first ah, movie yeah, made yeah. so it sort of balanced it out quite a bit yeah. um, I mean there's no doubt this movie's going to make money you know it's it will appeal to teenagers it will appeal to fans of the first movie it will appeal you know, it it will make money. That's neither here nor there. Uh, I mean, I went to see it with um a friend, Kieran, who who loved it. And, you know, I respect his opinion. I went in thinking it's going to be great. I've heard nothing but good things. And, I don't know, just for me, it just fell a bit flat. And I hate saying that, but so much of the humour, just I just thought it was bad. I mean, it wasn't even lazy. It was just bad. I mean... One of the best jokes of the movie is punctuated by one of the worst jokes in the movie. So there's a part where a character comes into it. Again, spoilers. Can't say this enough because they've done fantastically well to keep this out of all of the trailers, all of the marketing. But a character comes into it called Juggernaut now juggernaut's a much better character than you would think you know your only memory is probably Vinny jones in x-men 3.
1: let's not remember that yeah well, uh... well
0: although the other thing would have been kind of funny if he had played it in this i was i was actually hoping that he would have been given the, given the tone of the movie i yeah. think it would have worked you know one of those so bad it's good sort of things but yeah, uh, juggernaut comes into it, and at one point he's holding deadpool and he rips him in half so deadpool loses his legs and the next scene you see him Uh, deb pulls at home recuperating and you only see him from the the top up and they really draw this out in a way where you're like they're not going to do this they're not going to do this and of course they do it uh it cuts you know to a wide shot and you just see these tiny little infant legs you know (laughs) apparently he's got his cock hanging out as well thankfully i didn't see any of that Uh, (laughs) I keep saying to him how he's just doing the you know the bottom half naked top half shirt look and I thought this was a great joke especially when he goes to walk up to um, Cable to broker a deal and he walks up in sort of really slow motion and he's about half his height I thought that was brilliant but that was one of the best jokes of the movie and it was punctuated by one of the worst where he did uh, a version of the infamous Sharon Stone leg cross from Basic Instinct <laughs> and him doing that alright but to actually have one of the guys say TJ Miller He's just using his basic instinct. I mean, are you really thinking the audience are that, I'm going to have to swear here, that fucking stupid? <laughs> Do you need to blatantly say what this is from? Just in case you don't get it, kids, this is from basic instinct. Oh, that on me so much. You know, the, the first Deadpool, what was the joy of it, was that the humour, it's not educated, highbrow humour, but you get it. You, know, you don't need to have it spoon-fed to you any more than that. This felt like spoon-feeding. Um, just, I don't know why, it's really annoying. Uh, I can tell. Yeah. It just, it just, and, and that for me was an example of a lot of the humor. I mean, there was a lot of DC bashing. Now, as people know, I'm a DC fan, but I can still laugh at how bad some of the movies have been recently and how misguided they've been. But it just kept going. I was like, we get it. Okay, we get it. Um, the one good DC joke, <clears throat> I would say, was in the end credits. Which was where, um, again, I can't say spoilers enough, so you better have seen this movie. But uh, the scene where, you know, it cuts to Rand Reynolds sitting at a desk and he's playing himself. And he just says, oh, you've hit the big leagues, kid. And it cuts and it shows you the Green Lantern script. But then Deadpool shoots him in the head. That was a great joke. I have to give that one props. But all the rest of them, it was just like, really, you know we get I, it
1: I like the Josh Brogan one. well sorry the cable one I thought it was quite funny it's
0: which like, one's that you're
1: nothing more than a clown dressed up in a suit it's like that's so
0: dark well he did have one of the other best lines in the movie which was where the warden was running away and he goes heave and runs like a pedophile <laughs> now, as bad taste as that is I actually thought that was great um, because it was delivered in such a deadpan serious way as well I just thought it really worked um, <clears throat> there's a lot of like there's a lot of <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I d- <clears throat> we talked about this a little bit before we started chatting. I mean, part of the appeal of a movie like Deadpool or any comedy, like even showing my age here, but think of like going to see an American Pie movie or something like that. If you have a big crowd who's up for it, you get wrapped up in that atmosphere. Now, when you said you saw Deadpool, you were talking maybe 80 to 100 people. Yeah, yeah probably. Um, so good atmosphere. We went to see it last night, Monday night in Belfast, not exactly the busiest, maybe 15 people in the cinema. Um, so, I don't know if that had something to do with it, a lack of atmosphere, maybe that added to it. Uh, maybe I'll enjoy this more a second time, especially when they release that extended edition, Alan. Um, but yeah, just the humor kept falling flat. It's almost like people in our screen were afraid to laugh because you would know who it was. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: I get Everyone you. Everyone
0: was you. so scattered throughout the screen that you were almost like, laughter came from that direction, it was that guy and of course we're in a a voice medium here and I'm pointing and you can see that (laughs) so yeah I mean it's like audio description (laughs) so yeah the first thing you always think of with the Deadpool movies is the humour so for me I thought it fell a bit flat with moments of greatness obviously you really enjoyed it I mean moving on from that you then have the action scenes of the movie and again this is where I was just a little bit board uh, there is one ridiculously great standout action sequence in the middle where they're transporting a lot of um, superpowered beings from one place to another and that seems fantastic uh, the part before that I get a feeling that this was one of the big jokes of the movie and this again I just thought was a terrible story decision you've introduced all these new characters and you kill them all within a minute now I, I do think it's a jab at Suicide Squad if I have to guess but you've got Terry Crews in there. He finally gets into a Marvel movie. You know. <laughs> Terry loves yogurt. And then you kill him straight away. Come on, you know.
1: Oh my I, God. Ag-
0: I will agree with you
1: on this one because I was like, you know, from the trailers, you're like, okay, you know, a brand new team. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't see them being... I saw them being expendable, basically. I didn't see them last in more than the film. But I was like, okay, it's, yeah. you know, mixes it mixes. Oh, up definitely. A little.
0: I mean, if I have some humor thrown in there. And, yeah, you could then. you could see one of them being sacrificed down the line yeah. or something like that. But, but then with it, to like kill them all within it was a, it was like a five minute long joke that just wasn't funny. Um,
1: Actually,
0: peter <laughs> i will say i was glad they went back and said peter at the end yeah, uh, just go peter just go i do i do like that he was one of the few that made the landing which i thought was quite funny <laughs> but just why why go to the hassle of introducing all these characters um trying to give them distinct personalities trying to give them motivations for joining the team show off their abilities and literally kill them straight away it almost felt like we don't have the budget for this Like, they even make this joke where, how come the X-Men mansion's always empty or the studio doesn't have the budget? Which has one of the best cameos in the entire film. Which, there is a good background detail, I will certainly grant you, with the doors are closed very slowly. (laughs) Or very quickly, depending on your point of view. But, it's almost what this felt like to me. It felt like, right, let's serve the superhero, you know, fans. Let's introduce all these new characters. Oh, no, all dead. Except for Dominant except for Domino because obviously they'd based a lot of marketing around Domino and she was actually in fairness very very good in the she movie. Was, yes, she was good personality.
1: And pretty pretty good looking
0: and not not hard on the eyes at all. <laughs> uh, you know suppose they needed to have a female presence in this movie with Vanessa obviously dying at the start. Have you seen the standee for it though? The one where she's lying on the Deadpool rug? Uh, it it's,
1: that well, it's like, yes, yeah, so it's like him and Cable, but like it's almost, it's built as if like he's meant to be standing on her. Mm-hmm. But there's one little small detail I noticed in that stand there that kind of like put me off a little. I was like, if you look at her, the way she's standing like that, she's got like quite hairy armpits,
0: which it does. It wouldn't even surprise me if that's a yeah, joke like of Wonder Woman. I was thinking about that, yeah. It would surprise me if that's even a joke of Wonder Woman because people complain that. that Amazons would have hairy armpits.
1: Yeah, I did think about it. I was like, no, surely that's not like, you know, it's yeah. like that's like a <clears throat> mis, misprint, almost.
0: <laughs> I'm going to have to go see this a second time now and look out for hairy armpits. Uh, no, you couldn't get me to the cinema to see this a second time. Cool. Oh. Personally. Uh, but yeah, as I say, that, for me, that action scene in the middle was brilliant. Like, the opening action scenes, there was nothing in them that wasn't in the trailers.
1: I kind of felt a bit cheated by that because, like you say, the bit where he's travelling around the world taking out all these contracts. Yeah. It's, it's like they looked like from the trailers they looked like some of the best big epic scenes. fights yeah. yeah like especially that one on like the rooftop sauna bit and it's yeah. like your samurais and all. I was like that looks awesome and then you find out it's just like we type and snip I and mean let's like,
0: oh. let's not forget the director who came on to this one he's one of the guys who directed John Wick movies like this guy knows action this guy knows how to set up a great action scene
1: <laughs> from all the directors who killed the dog and John yeah. Wick <laughs> that
0: was that was mildly humorous as well <clears throat> but uh, I mean he knows how to set up an action scene and and especially if you watch something like john wick 2 the the action sequence that starts in the bigger pardon in the underground baths i mean that scene goes on for a good 15 minutes Yep. you know through all the catacombs comes up on the streets great scene so this guy knows how to do long form action storytelling yep. and like as you say the start of this all these fights it seemed like just as they were getting going oh we jumped somewhere else and again it was just done for the excuse of a joke uh so yeah i mean for me overall i i was generally disappointed with it and i hate saying that because i was looking forward to this i mean we even had a discussion when we came out <clears throat> obviously it's not part of the official mcu but if it was where would you place it
1: i think yeah again i thought this shoots that cameo in the match okay again i'll just shout spoilers for this one so because i really want to talk about this So basically, like you were saying, he comes off with the line, you know, anytime I'm at this mansion, this always seems to be you two, at which point it kind of like, it does like in the background shot of pretty much the entire like Days of Future Past cast, like the younger versions, and you just see them like slide the doors (laughs) closed real carefully, they're like, oh. So I think, I don't know if that's, obviously it's more just meant for the the pun rather than a place, like the place in the timeline, but if you were to guess at that, you would think then, right, it's earlier
0: yeah taking place at the same point yeah 16 16 yeah. oh it is yeah perfect okay mate. Thank you. you usual uh S- delivery interruption there uh <laughs> you know that's how you know where you know gonzo you know movie reviewers um
1: that's actually every podcast now that's happened
0: so. yep Oh, and it, and it will continue i'm sure i'm i'm so, sure but yeah, I mean, it, I mean, would you place it in the MCU universe in terms of like enjoyment, or would you place it, I suppose, in more the Fox universe? You know, I'd with s- it, with it having that link to the X Men movies. I'd
1: say it would have to be Fox then, because obviously that whole thing at the moment that MCU and Fox, their work. Yeah. I think they're currently trying to work something. They need to
0: have it finalized by. June or something I know there's another company interested in them Comcast are interested ah, in acquiring okay. Fox so it's not the, the signed, sealed and delivered deal we thought it was Yeah. Uh, keep an eye out for that I mean I'd I'd love to see that deal go through for them to get the Marvel characters but outside of that
1: exactly Yeah, it's, that's pretty much my only reason outside
0: of that, that Disney's evil and giant enough at this point uh, that was, that was. I mean if you're comparing it to Fox <laughs> movies you know I would put this below the original Deadpool I'd put it below Days of Future Past I'd put it below First Class Uh, I put it above Apocalypse, I put it way (laughs) above X-Men Origins Wolverine, Um, I put it below X-Men 2. Um, Wow,
1: you really didn't like that. No, but I I really enjoy those other
0: movies as well, I think. Days of Future Past, superb. Oh yeah, no, I think it's by far the best X-Men movie. First class, meh. Uh, I enjoyed First know. Class First Class felt like a James Bond spy movie in the 60s with a few superpowers thrown in like mm-hmm. the, the, you could have just taken Michael Fassbender out of that movie and made him James Bond <laughs> I I really enjoyed First Class I have to say um, apart from Jennifer Lawrence's cringeworthy line which I can't remember off the top of my head I am going to
1: say I can't remember it either I
0: don't know it's not, well, not worth remembering I'm sure no. someone will correct me in the story <laughs> uh, so yeah I mean it's Again, a lot of it, I think, as well, comes down to expectations. When we went into the first Deadpool movie, it's like Guardians suffered from a similar problem, I think. The first Guardians came out of nowhere, it was amazing. second Guardians came in and tried to catch that lightning in a bottle again and for me didn't work huh. as well as the first one. But again, that's to do with expectations because I went into Deadpool 2 going, you know, rubbing my hands, thinking this is going to be amazing, this is going to be so good, I've heard nothing but good things. Uh, and again, one thing I really want to stress at this point when it comes to this I'm not trying to convince, with our reviews and stuff, we just like to offer opinions. Yep. I'm not trying to alter anybody else's perception. If people love this movie, fantastic. I'm not going to try and change your mind, but we just like to sort of spew out our opinions and hopefully people don't mind listening to them from time to time. <laughs> and it's it's interesting on in this one actually because it's the first one we've probably not yeah it's the
1: first one we've actually disagreed on to be fair the um,
0: the poor look of shock on James's face this morning when I told him I didn't like it (laughs) I mean he didn't even ask did you like it he actually led with the line oh I assume you loved it then because that was just a general assumption
1: yeah it's just uh, Alan's heartbreaking reaction and he was like actually no and I thought you were joking for a split second and I could just see it in your face I was like oh god if oh, it, no. if I had been
0: joking, it would have been a funnier joke than anything in this movie. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I have to keep coming oh. up with these singers. <clears throat> I don't know, it just... oh, It just tried so hard to be funny the whole way through it, and, yeah, it just wasn't for me. I mean, well, well, maybe, unless there's stuff you want to add to we'll maybe wrap it up a wee bit here, but it was a genuine thought, ten minutes into it, I thought, I'd rather be watching Infinity War, and <clears throat> I think part of that as well is infinity wars moved the goalposts in the same way for me the dark knight did when it first came out and around that time nearly every movie i went to whether subconsciously or not i would compare it to that movie because it, it set such a high standard That's yeah, understandable and i said this to one of the guys i went with last night as well if you'd have switched the release dates around of deadpool and infinity war would i have enjoyed it more you know it it's a weird thing to say, but we live in a... You, you, we were in a pre-Infinity War world, we're now in a post-Infinity War world. And it was just so good and epic and grand and amazing that everything's now going to be judged compared to it.
1: It could have been maybe because... We waited so long for Infinity War that this is it, true. Yo, it's built on it. Whereas Deadpool Two, you knew it was coming anyway, yeah. but you didn't have to wait as long. Like that was only a real short two years.
0: Well, also that culmination of ten years, yeah, you, know, you and, know, and it not disappointing. You know yeah. that in itself was almost like a weight off the shoulders. Like would have been God, it's good. Would have been terrible if it had not just oh, sunk. bomb! Off. That would have been interesting. Oh. Well, suffice to say, it's not. It's approaching two billion worldwide. I think at this point, it's been out about three weeks.
1: Damn, that's a that's
0: so. A hefty target. <clears throat> So, yeah, you know, in, in summation, for me, I didn't massively enjoy this, which does <coughs> bum me out a little bit, um, but I'm really glad you enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, like I said, you had to start before we started recording that, you know, it's one of the better films I've seen this year and I've actually been doing really poorly this year in reviews I've only seen oh, yeah? 38 films so far so that kind of just the 38 just the 38 <laughs> just a standout for me at this 38 point 38 so. by
0: May so we're five months into the year so you're talking about eight movies a month I don't think you're doing too badly <laughs> and May is not yet over so if
1: it can hit 100 I didn't hit 100 last year but I'd like to hit 100 this when year when
0: you say watch a movie does it have to be in the cinema or could it be no no it can little... be like a Netflix original
1: or it can just be one that perhaps you know I, I, I like to try and keep an eye on Netflix originals or films released in this year, so yeah, anything else even, anyway. even
0: though everyone looks down on Netflix originals and doesn't want them to be considered for uh, Oscars and hey, stuff you like know that.
1: What? I'm, I'm totally against that. I feel that you know some of them should be because some of them yeah. are actually pretty pretty good. Wouldn't say maybe not Oscar worthy, but at least maybe Cannes Film Festival.
0: So well, I, I think that just the whole mentality's changing anyway because for a long time. Scorsese's been the big proponent of, you know, the magic of cinema and film and this and that. But that's not stopped them taking over 100 million to do The Irishman, which is going to be a Netflix original with Robert De Niro, Al Pacino and the return of one of the greatest actors of all time, Joe Pesci.
1: I heard about this actor. So,
0: I mean, attitudes are changing towards it anyway, but yeah. it's, uh, I don't think it'll fully go away. I mean, I, I love the act of going to the cinema. I love sitting down with popcorn and, you know, the lights dim and it's a shared movie experience. I mean, when you watch a movie at home, it's always for you. I yeah, think. it's yeah. You know, it's it's you know. There's nothing there to alter your perception of that movie. Whereas you go to the cinema, it's a shared experience. You know, you're all watching the same thing at the same time, and I love that. I'll I'll never yeah. be bored of going to the cinema. Hundred <coughs> percent. A big movie sure, comes not. out. If I have a choice between a bad <coughs> stream of it and going to the cinema, I'm going to the cinema every yeah, time.
1: No. You know, I've never considered streaming. I've never never considered. <clears> Don't get me wrong. If I'm really looking forward to the release of it, yeah, then I can find a. You know, like people that get me like a DVD version of it, like ripped version. I'll take it, but you know, I'll always go see it in the cinema and then ask for the DVD. Well, not, not that we're, you know, uh, trying to promote
0: like I'm done on the place like, hey hey yes. <laughs> or, like a, or like
1: illegal streaming or anything well, no, no not at all
0: <laughs> my final advice on this is if you do go to see it if you haven't already first of all why are you listening to this podcast <laughs> but, but, but second of all <clears throat> at least I don't feel too ripped off going to see this because it was cheap Monday last night so I only paid five fifty for a ticket as opposed to 8 50 so $8.50 uh,
1: wh- good god
0: yeah that is... I mean, we have to go to the Odeon. My missus loves the nachos there, and she kind of makes the decisions on that. I just think popcorn's popcorn, so I'll go anywhere. It doesn't bother me. Uh, so, yeah, final word on, on Deadpool 2. As I say, a lot of people are probably going to give me grief for it, and I hate that I come across so negative in this, <clears throat> but it just wasn't for me. It can't uh,
1: be helped, you know? You gotta, you gotta say what you gotta feel.
0: Yeah, so... <laughs> I mean, I understand there's an extended cut coming out in six, in a few months' time. Really? With, yeah, like, I mean, loads of extra extended footage. extended
1: cuts, really? They really got to
0: stop. I don't up. mind extended cuts, but, I mean, <clears> I'm a big proponent of them, as we know through BVS, yep. but <laughs> announcing an extended cut a week after a movie's come out, no.
1: You can tell that's, yeah. Kind no, of it's, bad it's
0: just like, let the movie breathe at the cinema. Let yeah. it find an audience, rather than people going in with the idea of, is there really any point saying this? There's an extended cut coming out soon. Extended cuts work for certain movies, but they are becoming a worrying norm. So they are. Yeah.
1: Uh, well maybe you'll feel differently about that man and we'll spend too much time.
0: I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be our next one. I month. have to say. <laughs> well it depends whether solos in there before then. Oh uh, yeah, that's
1: right. I forgot about that because I really don't care about it.
0: Most people have forgotten
1: about <laughs> and that's it. it my seems. At
0: that. <laughs> a lot of people do seem to have forgotten it's coming out, the uh, awareness of it's not great.
1: It's not. It's it's kinda of sat there and it's been like, you know, I mean, I'm actually working the midnight showing of it on Wednesday here, Mm. and, you know...
0: Well, it's actually this week? Yeah. Oh, okay. So there you go, there's what the awareness was (laughs) of it. (laughs) Although, I suppose my awareness of Deadpool was something similar.
1: (laughs) And I'm just not not feeling it. Like, my sister turned around to me when we went to see Deadpool, and she was like, you'll go and see it. And I was like, I'll go and see it, but I generally don't care about it. I I think think you
0: have to go and see it because everyone will see it, and if you don't see it, it'll be ruined (laughs) for you. Which even if you don't care about it that much no one likes having a movie no, going for them there's
1: a really annoying bit in the trailer though where like they're on that kind of like I don't know tram mm-hmm. thing that's kind of going through the snow or the mountains or whatever and they're having like a full shootout but then like Chewie's dangling off the side heading the like a big massive like rock bit yeah. and he's like Chewie and then it cuts off it's like I'm sorry for like are you retarded you know he survives. He's in the next like seven films, unless you yeah. literally don't have an unless you unless. That was the problem with prequels. Ah, oh, it? it's like you know, it's like why trying to make that like an interesting plot point? It's like he survives.
0: Yeah. You know he does. It's <laughs> like that movie trope of, and Deadpool did it to a degree, I suppose, actually, where they show something, and they go to understand how we got here, we have to go back six weeks. I hate that movie trope because straight away you know the main character has to survive to that point. Yeah. You know, uh the, the biggest uh, one for that was now I love the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, I think they've got better stuff went on, but Mission Impossible three starts off with a part where he's being tortured and you know, he's like, Oh, tell me where the football is or whatever it is And uh then it cuts back to two months previous. So you know he's gonna survive everything to that point and I have always a real problem with that, it takes a lot of the tension out. Don't get me wrong, we're conditioned in movies where we know the main star isn't gonna die or whatever. But you still have that sense of, ten- unless it's Infinity War, of course. <laughs> yeah, um, of course. <laughs> but you're, you're, you still want that tension of, oh, will they get out of this? And yeah, they, they seem to build a lot of the, the advertising for Solo around that part. I noticed that myself. It was like, chee, hey, like, no, don't kill you. Oh, no, it's alright. I yeah, know he's friends. Yeah, it's,
1: like, you yeah, well, it's, it's know. like, unless you literally don't have an ounce of knowledge about Star Wars. It's like, one of the
0: most watched franchises in the yeah, world. Even so. my
1: sister's partner, who's never watched a Star Wars film. Like, my sister was like, but you know who that is, right? And she was like, yeah, yeah, the big bear thing. And I was like, yeah, see, even she knows.
0: Mr. Bear. (laughs) (laughs) For anyone who's watched How I Met Your Mother, they'll understand that joke as well.
1: It's like, yeah, even you'll know if you've never watched any of them, you know who Chewbacca is. It's like, it's like common.
0: (laughs) Uh, We're going off on tangents here. Uh, Yeah, so we'll... So, yeah, so just to throw a wee bit at the end, then, you know, with the upcoming movies, as you say, there's Solo coming this week. You've got... um, I mean, there are some good things to look at forward to in the summer. Not just superhero-related stuff. But yeah. as I say, I like Mission Impossible movies. I'm looking forward to Fallout. Especially just for that new meme that's come about. Or this new gif of Henry Cavill reloading his arm before he punches someone. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdoms. Yep. Uh, you've got Ant-Man and the Wasp as you stated before yeah. so there's, there's good stuff to look forward to as well and
1: not as big year as actually last year wasn't that big for releases either this year it kind of feels the same
0: I think that the whole goalposts have changed it used to be movies got released in the height of summer and then yeah. suddenly they started coming out in June and then they started coming out in May and I mean, you look at Infinity War, it came out in April, yeah, you know, so it's,
1: it's kind of pushed either side of summer. They're making really.
0: the summer blockbuster season longer, uh, and then there's just less releases to go around, yeah. I think, as well. Maybe they're just trying to give each movie room to breathe a little bit as well. Possibly. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll pretty much leave it there. So, if uh, you want to come visit us, we're, as I saying, saying, uh, Coffee and Heroes, we're in Smithfield Market. We're currently in Unit 16, but we are getting ready to move. We're moving to unit seventeen, which is the one directly beside us, which is going to be double size unit. <laughs> a very you know, con- a very you know, nice round of applause there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're planning to move there for the first of June. So you don't need to change your journey to get here. We're literally the unit just beside, but we're going to be bigger and better. And uh, so looking forward to that. So that's myself and.
1: I've been James
0: again. Hi, everyone.
1: And again, if you like what I do, but you don't like hearing my voice, Northern Woman Magazine. I do the movie a page there. So be sure to check that out.
0: Excellent. So this concludes our discussion on Deadpool 2. Uh, we'll see you guys back again sometime soon.
1: Bye. Mm-hmm.